All right. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Glad to see you here at the nine o'clock service. And we are in for a treat today. And I want to say thank you, Pastor L.A. What a great time of worship. And Erica for that great spoken word. It was powerful, wasn't it? That was terrific. It was awesome. Well, <laughs> I want you to meet my dear friend, Dr. Don Litchie and his <laughs> lovely wife, Marcy, right over there. Would you wave, Marcy, so everybody can see the better half? And I'm just curious, how many of you were able to come to our Better Marriage Date Night on Friday night and say, okay, then you know you are in for a treat today. We had so much fun. The pizza was great. The Ooh, ice cream yeah. was great. But boy, Dr. Don dropped some truths on us that was so much fun and made me squirm a little bit. Made me squirm. Uh, and I was the speaker. <laughs> but uh, Dr. Don Litchie is the vice president of Emerge uh, Ministries in Akron, Ohio, which is a counseling ministry uh, and has how many hours of clinical time have you guys? Did you say you? We last year we saw thirty six thousand hours of clinical work just last year. Thirty six. And we were up over eight thousand from the previous year. So, so they see a lot of people. A lot of people. And yeah. they address a lot of concerns. And the one thing that I wanted to there were two things when I uh, contacted Dr. Don and asked him to come and and be here is I wanted him to invest in our marriages, yeah. which boom. Thank you. But also because of a lot that's going on in our world right now, uh, there's more depression and more anxiety and more fear yeah. and more suicide attempts yeah. than ever before. It has spiked, it, it has, has skyrocketed and there's yeah. gotta be a way to navigate through that. And so I wanted to just say, Dr. Don, we got people that are struggling, yeah. children that are struggling, yeah. adults that are struggling. And I, I know it has hit home with us. And so I know what we've experienced on the surface is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. So will you help us today? God is here. And I mean, we heard a word from the Lord today, just that there, there are regular people here who have struggles. And if you give me just a few moments, I'd like to just share some things. Is that okay? Can I get out of your way and let you do You don't that? need to, but <laughs> I'm okay, really happy that you're here. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pastor. And uh, don't you appreciate your pastor? I mean, my goodness. And pastor Starla, uh, what, a, what a beautiful couple and... Number one, I just want to say thank you for being here. Let me tell you one of the reasons I'm really excited about being here because this service, rather than DL being here, Jesus Christ is here. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you and ministering to you. And there are some of you today that have come that have been so bound up, so wrapped up in issues from your past and that have kept you from realizing God's best. And I, I just happen to believe that today, I mean, this is, I get, I'm excited today for you. Because if you will open your heart right now to the work of the Holy Spirit, God Almighty is here today for you. And he wants to set you free. And everybody that's here today has come with some kind of a history, a past, a, a good, a bad, an ugly. It's all part of who you are. And God Almighty is here today. We've gathered together the ecclesia, the called out ones. We've gathered together in the name of Jesus Christ. And you know, I've been in the mental health field for long enough to know that 
it's possible. Do you know that it's possible to have your body here and your mind and heart somewhere else? And one of the wonderful things about our worship team is that our worship team allows us to bring our heart and our mind into the same place where our bodies are. So I just want to ask you, as we get started today and, and read God's word together in Philippians chapter 4, uh, my question is, are you here? Uh, I, I want to make sure that you, are you here? <laughs> All right, just, if, you're, if you're here, would you please open your Bibles to God's word, God's holy, uh, impeccable, inerrant word of God, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians chapter 4. And if you'll open your Bibles to whatever it is, you have a hard copy, soft copy, electronic copy, whatever it is. If you will open your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4, I'd like to just read a passage, lead us in prayer, and I would like to talk to us about our emotional and spiritual life. Hear the word of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 4. And it says, you rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. This is God's word to you. The Lord is near to you today. He's here. And then he says, therefore, don't be anxious or careworn or worn out with worry. Be anxious don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, it's beyond what we can imagine, beyond all understanding, is here. And may I say that He's going to guard your heart and he's going to guard your mind in Christ Jesus. Verse eight, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things and whatever you've learned and seen, do it. Lord Jesus Christ, by the power of your Holy Spirit, Father God, will you come now into this place? There are people that have been bound up for years. They have not only had masks on, but they've had masks all their life. People that have been bound up in chains of the past. And Lord, your word says that we can be set free. I pray that you would help us and take every truth, every good word I'm praying for a miracle today to take your word the long distance from the head to the heart. Oh, Jesus Christ, be lifted up today. Be glorified. In your precious name, I pray. Hallelujah. And if you agree, say amen. Amen. We're talking about emotions today. And God is not only a God of our heart and of our mind, but God is a God of feelings. So often through the scriptures, it talks about the emotions of God. And we know that when we talk about emotions, that there are four what we call congenital emotions. In other words, these are emotions that you are born with. You don't have to teach it. You don't have to train it. And a baby is typically 
uh, begins to experience emotions even in the womb. Before we're born, you can experience the emotions of happiness or gladness. You can experience the emotions of sadness, uh, of being angry and fearful. All of these emotions are for us. And then as we grow up, listen, we are emotional people long before we are verbal people. We feel things long before we have the ability to put words to them. Sadness, for example, can affect all of us. It's, uh, it's something that, that we would call an absence of pleasure. It is something that, that disrupts our sleep. It, it affects our, uh, our thinking. Do you know that's, that, that sadness is one of these things that can even have spiritual-like symptoms, even though they are not necessarily spiritual in origin. Now, let me say that again, that sometimes sadness or depression can be the kind of thing that, that even has spiritual-like symptoms, but are not necessarily spiritual in origin. And sometimes they're very confused. You know, depression is not something that is new to us. It has been around since near the beginning. A lot of biblical uh, issues and illustrations can go here. God says to Cain, he looks at him and he says, why is your face so downcast? It was being worn on his face that he was down. And uh, he was downcast. And, and out of that sadness and depression, he made a very bad decision. You know, a lot of times people will come and they will be downcast. We have a lot of people that are downcast. All through the scriptures, people are dealing with depression. Job was dealing with it. Elijah was dealing with it. Uh, many times David uh, cries out to God with these imprecatory psalms and he is just down in the dumps. The very origins of the ministry that I serve in was caused by, as a result of depression. I will tell you that, that depression is one of these things that, that uh, you know, if it's just a mild depression then one of the things that I encourage you to do is to stay busy, get some exercise, watch your diet. But if it's a major or a, a severe depression, make sure you see a professional. That's why we are here. That's what we do. And there is no shame, none at all, in being able to see somebody that can come alongside and help you. And make sure that you're eating well. Make sure that you're getting enough rest. Sometimes your dog even needs more rest at times. So not only is depression something that is very common, it happens to all of us. But sometimes if depression is not the issue, perhaps it's fear or anxiety. Uh, there's a lot of words for it, careworn, worry, 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 worry. Just that, that whole, you know, just a little tiny bit of caution is a good thing. But when it becomes overwhelming, it can become very debilitating. This person, you know, that experiences this kind of, of shock or fear, it just, it can be a, a very troubling and debilitating issue. Are you staying with me? And so not only is there depression and fear, those are the common uh, issues that we all can face from time to time. But anger is also an emotion. You know that anger is just an emotion. It's caused when we feel frustrated. 
Anger in and of itself is not a sin. How do we know that? Because in several instances of scripture, it is recorded in God's word that Jesus was angry. And the scripture says that in your anger, don't sin. That means it's possible to be angry and not sin. Anger is a wonderful servant. The energy of anger will clean your house. It will wash your car. It will, <laughs> it'll run a 5K. But anger, when it's uh, too much, it can just cause you to do lots of crazy things. This is definitely not on your keto diet, may I say. And anger, when it's, you explode, uh, I would encourage you not to blow up because you break things and hurt things, but don't clam up because if you clam up, that feeling of anger will translate into some kind of a body symptom that's not good. All right, so far we're good? Are we tracking? Is God a feeling God? Yeah, yes, of course he is. He, God has emotions. God has joy and anger. He's got sadness. He's, he's, uh, the scripture says, I was just reading this morning, that, that people would do something, and the scripture says, and it broke God's heart. And I can tell you, church, that when you gather together and when you're here and we worship and we sing and we give, we encourage, we are together uh, as a church body, we come with all of our baggage. We come with all of our stuff. There's joy, happiness. It's the kinds of things that allow us to worship together. That's one of the great things about having a lively, exuberant time of worship together. It, it really lifts our soul. Uh, we can get past our past. And this is one of the things, I just want to talk about it for just a few minutes because everybody has one. And in so often, we are bound by the chains of our past and those chains keep us from realizing God's best, God's highest for us. So I ask you, what are you full of? <laughs> well, now, here we go. Uh, this is, uh, you know, you wonder, and sometimes your friends that are really close will tell you what you're full of. But I will tell you that you're full of all of your generational history, your family of origin history. You've got your personality, the choices that you've made, your temperament, the you messages that became the I messages. All of that goes into making you who you are. Even the order that you're born in tells something about you. And sometimes we're so bound by shame and pain that debilitates, that keeps us, that leads us into experiencing some of these negative emotions, those you messages of shame that have been painful for us, that shame that is an overwhelming, painful, uh, persistent thing that goes in our mind that, that causes us to lose face and lose confidence. We talked the other night about 
people that the power of words and the words that perhaps have been spoken over you. And I want to declare to you that God has a new name for you. He calls you his beloved. He calls you loved. He calls you valuable. He calls you forgivable. He calls you changeable. He calls you the one that is never alone. That's what he loves. He loves you. He wants to be with you. And yet we're so bound oftentimes both those you messages that have become the I messages that keep us down. So where does it come from? It comes from typically the big people in our life. Can be coaches and teachers and uh, people that should have known better and they, they call us names or we're called names or we're made to feel less than. And then it becomes a part of our thought process And I will tell you this morning in the name of Jesus Christ and based upon the word of God that just because you think something does not make it true. Believe about yourself what God says about you. We have been living so often with the falsehoods and with the chains that have bound us and kept us behind. It has developed a self-concept that is negative. And I will tell you that Jesus is here today to help you be set free. Listen, in a few moments, you can walk out of this place a new man, a new woman, a new child, a new teenager with a whole new way of looking at your life. That's the freedom that God brings. So how do you do that? Well, one is you get before God and you are honest before God about those things that have hurt you. In other words, you take the lid off, you take the mask off and you get before God and you say, God, I just want to share with you something that you already know, but I want to put words to it. And you put words to it and you cry it out. You allow the emotions to come out. There's nothing wrong with that. You cry out to God until you are just emotionally spent that you allow those emotions to come out and you cry out to God and say, Lord, I want to be a better person. I want to believe those things that are true, those things that have kept me bound. I, Lord, I want to be free from those things. I have been believing things that are true about me that are really not true at all. They're lies. And the devil is more than willing to help remind you of your past all the time. It goes on. The devil actually knows your name, but he calls you by your sin. And Jesus Christ, the Lord who died upon a cross, he knows your sin. He died for your sin and he knows your sin, but he calls you by your name. And this is what I want to say to you this morning. This is the word of hope. The word of hope is that Jesus, I'm talking Jesus, says to you something about you. And I'm going to ask that the Holy Spirit would come into this place, in this moment, at this time. And I pray, as I said, uh, the long distance from the head to the heart. God demonstrated His love for you in that while you are still a sinner, Christ died for you. 
If you want to know how much God loves you, ask yourself the question, how much did he love me when I was his enemy? He loved me enough to die for me. Jesus Christ. And not only that, but he says you are valuable. You're forgivable. Scripture says that if we will confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We are lovable and valuable and forgivable and thank God we're changeable. Aren't you glad about that? When God brings you into salvation, you have new life in Christ. He does not leave you where he finds you. He begins a process of working his life into you. That's called a whole sanctifying process that's changing you. It's changing you, as the scripture says, from glory to glory. There's new opportunities. There's new meaning. There's new graces. There's new ways of life. There's new ways of living. God loves you so much that he wants the kingdom to come into the place where you are. So he brings you from darkness into light. The chains fall off. I'm set free. I rose, went forth, and I followed thee. And where do I go? I go into the places where God wants me to be and bring the kingdom of God into those places. And then you come back together and you worship and you're strengthened and you're taught the word of God and then you're built up and strengthened and then you go out into the world. That's what your life is all about. And Jesus said, you don't have to do it alone because I'm never going to leave you. There's, there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I will never leave you. Never will I forsake you. It's impossible. I'm just going to ask that to settle down a little bit. We need Jesus Christ today. Let me be very personal. I need Jesus Christ today. You need Jesus Christ today. And if you have not yet stepped over that line of faith, if your mother said, hey, it's time for dinner, come on home, and you came on home, Jesus said, it's time for a new life. Come on home and be with me. And this is your day. This is your day. This is your day for a new day. It's a new day for a new life. This is a new day for God to break through in your life, I can tell you sin is, yeah, it's bad. And Jesus is, is here today for you. And he is wanting to be with you forever. I mean, God is not mad at you. He wants to be with you. He loves you. He wants you to be with him forever. I mean, think about it. Forever, he wants to be with you and he wants you to be with him. And yet we're separated by sin and God says, I've got the solution, something that you could not do, I'm willing to do. I sent my son and how much do I love you now? It's much more. And he gave us his son so that we can see him and receive him and that his life can be our life. And God declares us to be just before him. And he says, I want you to come into my great kingdom. Oh, Jesus, you know what? That's for you today. Jesus Christ is God's perfect solution for the need that we have. And I can tell you that God is 
not done. Pastor's going to come up. I just want to say how grateful I am to be able to fellowship with you today and declare the truth of God's word. Friends, this is God. He's here. And he's here now for you. Please don't walk out of here the same way that you came in. He has come to set you free. And if you're set free, you are free indeed. And that's what God says to you. Will you receive it? And I mean, really, will you receive what God has for you? In Jesus' name, amen.